Dish from Waitrose is an SE Creative Studio production. Book a dream holiday in Western Australia and experience a new level of luxury with Qatar Airways. Discover premium wines in the Margaret River region, where towering forests meet turquoise oceans, and sunny Perth, where you'll enjoy not just fine wine, but fine dining too. But before your adventure begins, savour signature delicacies made with seasonal ingredients on the multiple award-winning Qatar Airways, where you'll experience the exceptional. Visit qatarairways.co.uk slash perth for more information. This podcast may contain some strong language and adult themes. Hello and welcome to Dish from Waitrose. I'm Nick Grimshaw. And I'm Angela Hartnett. Big one today, Ange. Real big one. Yes. We have who is considered to be the number one chef in the world. Yes. Massimo Batura joining us for some food. I feel a bit... um, bit nervous mm. feel like the pressure's on never encountered him I watched him on Chef's Table and mm. it was you know I'm sure everyone watched that it was like the first episode ever of Chef's Table mm. on Netflix um, so people will, will know who this guy is even if you're not mad in the food world you've yes, probably seen Massimo at work so I'm bit nervous have you met him before do you know Massimo met him a couple of times yeah okay is, are the nerves needed I think they are because okay, he's an icon. <laughs> no, but also he's like all of our guests that we've been nervous about have actually been incredible and yeah. amazing and relaxing. And as we've said time and time again, but we never take it for granted, it's sitting around a table uh-huh. and sharing food. And that's what his ethos is. Yes. Forget three stars, forget all the rest. Mm-hmm. He's about showing hospitality mm-hmm. and that's what he's incredible. You hear about all the stuff he's done for charities, amazing. So he's got three Michelin stars. Yeah. Status-wise in Italy, he's above fame, isn't he? He's sort of adored in Italy. He's up there with the Pope. I mean, no, you know. No, he is yeah. not. Listen, there's three things that the Italians care about, and probably in this order, mm. is food, football, and probably religion. And religion's less and less. Uh-huh. But it's food and football. It's food and football. Yeah. So he's sort Food, of... football, fast cars, then I'll say Catholicism. Yeah. <laughs> food, football, fast cars, a father. Father, 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 there father, we go, yeah. all the Fs. Father, there was someone in the studio next door to us, by pure coincidence, who's from Naples. Mm. And she came into the corridor and was like, oh my God, Massimo, mm. Massimo, Massimo is here. And she was shaken. Yeah. Like shaken. Like mm. she has like Beatlemania mm. about Massimo. No, he, I mean, it's one yeah. chef that everyone, all young, all my young guys say, where would you want to eat in Italy? Massimo Batores. Oh. We'd like to go to Osteria Francescana. Of course you would. You know, he, he's, you know, he's renowned all over. Mm-hmm. And because of what he's done for the world yes. all over, there's so much more that I'm sure he'll tell us all mm-hmm. about. So, no, he's an incredible icon. I loved when I watched Chef's Table, um, him and his wife, Lara. Lara told a story of when they went to the cinema mm. and when they came out of the cinema, she said, what do you think of the film? Yeah. And he... He's like, yeah, I didn't really pay attention to the film. But mm. what about if cheese was invisible? Yeah. Or something like that. And she's yeah. just like, what? Where, where's your what? head going? But I, so I'm very excited to meet him yes, because yes, he yes. feels like a true creator yeah. and an interesting yeah. person who's accomplished so much. Yeah, oh God, so much. Um, before we get Massimo in, yeah. um, let's have this email from Claire in Durham. Hello, Angela. I wonder if you can help. I recently visited Bardi in Italy. Wow, what place. Mm. Uh, when I was there, I had the most delicious spinach pie. Can you tell me a recipe for this, please? Says Claire in Durham. Spinach pie. Do you know the pie? I do know the spinach pie. Spinach pie of Bardi, a famous 
Yeah, so they have it. It's called torta di spinacha or torta mm. di erbetta. Um, and they either do it with Swiss chard or spinach, and it's mixed with Parmesan, olive oil, and chopped spinach or Swiss chard. And you make a pastry, which is double zero flour or plain flour, olive oil, and a little bit of warm water. So there's no fat in it as mm. such, except for the oil. And then you roll it out like you would pasta very thin into a big baking sheet. You've got your big bowl of your chopped raw spinach with the olive oil and the parmesan, salt and pepper, and then you cover that over the pasta. You've spread it on the baking sheet, fold over the pasta sheets or pastry sheets, and then bake in the oven. It's a very Ooh, thin very tart thin. like that. Mm, like a bit like a Greek spanakopita. Yeah, much thinner and very, I mean, you know, that is literally is. When I, my aunt always used to make it. Because the problem is, is you've got to make sure the spinach is dry and if it's wet, all the, the, pastry yeah, wet. all the pastry is wet. And it took me a number of goes to mm. get it right and now I've nailed it mm -hmm. that I do it in a round tin mm. and I flip the tin over onto, a, you know, like a griddle or something and I put it back in the oven so I'm cooking the base mm, and then I flip good it back. idea. So um, my auntie Viv was very, how are you doing this, Angela? Tell your secret. I said, I don't know if I can, Viv. <laughs> Not sure if I can share that with the family. That's but, mine. But share it with the podcast. Share it with the podcast. She's not listening. She's not listening. Much like your family. I don't my They're not like, listening. I've never listened to your podcast. I said, no. join the club, Michael. Neither have I. My mum keeps saying to me, do I watch Dish on BBC iPlayer? I'm like, what? No. Yeah. Um, well, good luck, Claire, with that. Send us a picture, please, Claire. If you want to get in touch with us, send us a picture of your pie, any questions, any showing off or sad stories about food you've attempted to make, email us, dish at waitrose.co.uk. Uh, right, should we get Massimo in? Yes. Shall we do it? Oh, God. He is here, the moment we've been waiting for. Uh, an honour to say that we are joined by the world's number one chef. A round of applause, please, for Massimo Batora. <laughs> How are you? How is life? You've just mm. flown direct. I love it. I love to be in London. Oh, you, you know, do? It's, I have so many memories, great memories here. Yeah. So. When you come to London or when you do your travels and you go to different cities, do you have like a food list for each city? And if so, <laughs> what's on the UK list? <laughs> One thing that I always love in London is like, you know, I can really pick whatever I want and whatever I feel in any moment. I eat Indian better than in India, mm -hmm. you know, because uh, in India is very, the food is always very nostalgic. Uh, here you have um, a mix of very good Indian food, but also uh, adjust with a refined palate of Western world, you know, so less aggressive, less like, and I love it. Mm -hmm. uh, but actually as uh, uh, China or, you know, whatever, but also, uh, you know, UK food, you know, think about uh, what Aston did uh, with uh, dinner, with, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's amazing to think about the club club or Lyle, or mm -hmm. so many different uh, aspects, you yeah. know. Yeah. Of Fergus and, you yeah. know, it's an amazing place, you know? Yeah, and I love all that, like, really English stuff. Very which English. It's kind of a bit very, unfashionable, yeah, very but, English. but, you know. I love uh, that old style to the new contemporary English style, mm. you know? Do you have a favourite city to eat? Because we were talking yesterday, me and Angela, about the food in, in New York and, and how the, the New Yorkers' attitudes kind of expect everything to be good. Like, I'd hate, I'd hate a New Yorker to experience, like, a bad apple. 
I don't think it would, it would happen. It's just like, it's got to be the best apple. Do you have a favorite city like that you it. go to that is just like, this city gets it? I would say Tokyo, but, mm. uh, you know, Tokyo is just for Japanese food. Mm. You know, it's Tokyo is like, it's very rare. In, uh, in Tokyo, you can eat a very good Italian, Italian food because uh, Japanese are obsessed about Italy mm-hmm. and they're obsessed about the quality of the ingredients mm-hmm. as the Italians. So the way they approach to food, they use technique to sublime the products mm. and not to sublime the ego of the chef. Mm-hmm. So that's a very Italian style. Mm-hmm. New York is New York is home away from home. Yeah. You know, it's the place where I met with Lara, yeah. the yeah. place. Uh, it's always been uh, a very special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. You know? So uh, New York, uh, as exactly as London, has the same uh, things. Like best Korean I ever had in my life was in New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At Atomics. Yeah. You know. So that's uh, that's what it is. Yeah. It's a good. And you love uh, New York because you're brother. I love it. My brother's, brother's there. there yeah. And I also think you get, like you say, the diversity of cuisines yeah. at all times of Everything. day. And everything, everything. and yeah. you get brilliant ramen, brilliant Japanese, yeah. great, ch- you yeah. know, it, it, yeah, it's a wonderful yeah. city. Mm. Let's move. Yeah, let's but, yeah, move. But, but also because New York, especially for Japanese food, yeah. is much easier because mm. you get the, the fish flew from yeah, directly way, from yeah. uh, Japan. Yeah. In Europe, uh, we don't have the sea yeah. mm-hmm. and the, um, the attitude and uh, the culture of yeah. fishing as the Japanese has. So mm. uh, the fish is always uh, different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you, you mentioned your wife, Lara, who's in the room. Yes! Yes, Lara! Come on! <laughs> and, um, and you have a wonderful book, which you and Lara oh, have, yeah. have created together, yeah, yeah, which you yeah, need yeah. to get onto. But you guys met in New York. Yeah. And am I right in saying you met on the very first day of you both starting at a restaurant yeah, together? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. adorable. Yeah. <laughs> the 8th of uh, April, uh, 1993. Wow. Yeah, we were both uh, walking into the restaurant and the kitchen was open. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were like a little bit early and... Uh, I said, oh, I'm going to have a cappuccino, you know, psychos. And I went and walked into the bar. Lara was there and I said, excuse me, are you the bartender? Can I have a cappuccino? <laughs> and she said, yeah, of course. And she started preparing the cappuccino. And I said, but this is not a cappuccino. And, I, and she said, why? <laughs> because the milk is boiling. It's not, you cannot make a cappuccino with the milk that is so hot. You have to keep uh, the temperature very low and whip the milk with the right sensibility, mm-hmm. you know, like moving, uh, like a dance, you know, make a cappuccino. And she said, okay, make your own cappuccino <laughs> and show me how to make a cappuccino. And so I show how to make a cappuccino and make the perfect foam because I love, you know, I don't like too much milk mm-hmm. in my cappuccino. I want to taste the coffee, but the foaminess, it's like, it's the pleasure, no? To, to drink a cappuccino almost in one sip, mm-hmm. at least two. And she said, who is this guy that is trying to teach me how to make a cappuccino? And, uh, you know, here we are, you know? <laughs> you know, 30 years later, here we are. Oh, I love that yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we have here, Angela? Have Talk a, us a through. a lovely uh, pork ramen here mm-hmm. with um, some slow-cooked pork shoulder with chili, mm. edamame, a little bit of boiled egg and noodles, you know, yeah. and a lovely little miso there. That's it. Mm. Bon appetito. Thank you. Buon appetito. Mm. Yeah. Ah, è buonissimo, è buonissimo, è buonissimo. Si sente subito dal profumo. Mm, that is delicious. Mm. 
Do you like doing a ramen? I do like it occasionally. I, my brother used to live in Japan. Mm-hmm. And he took us to yeah. one of those proper, yeah. you know, old school cafe. Well, they called them basically ramen cafes, where he said all the taxi this is drivers. Very good. Are, mm. Thank you. That is an absolute honor, Master. Now, this is very good. Mm. And um, he'd go there because in Japan, they really slurp. You know, right. it's not considered bad manners. And my mum was there going, I know. This I know. is terrible. I can't, you know, but it was, it's how they eat the noodles. Mm. They just enjoy the noodles. Enjoy. This is delicious. But also because uh, they incorporate. First of all, it's very hot. Mm. So doing like that is like a, yeah. is the way to to lower the temperature, yeah. but also incorporate um, oxygen yeah. is amplificate the the, the flavor. flavor. Yeah. The flavor. Yeah. That's yeah. true. So if anyone listening right now who's like, I need the so shoulder pork, you can to be honest buy a, a pre-done one at Waitrose mm. that's cooked with all the lovely miso marinade. But we took a raw one. Marinated it with lots of miso paste, roasted it in the oven mm. for at least an hour and a half, let it go cold, and then we sliced it very, very thinly. Used that base of that sauce with also some chicken broth. So we added the cooking miso paste back into the broth to give it that sort of rich unami flavour. Mm. And then added, cooked our noodles in the broth and then all our garnish in the bowl. And hot bowls, mm. you see. If you want to try the ramen that Angela has made today, miso pork ramen, uh, waitrose.com forward slash dish recipes. All the recipes are on there. Let's talk about your wonderful book, Slow mm-hmm. Food, Fast Cars. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's all about your exquisite guest house. Mm. Um, talk me through what you think makes a good a good host or someone mm. that is good at opening the doors yeah. up. The answer is very simple. Yeah. Very, very simple. Different from all the others. Home away from home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As soon as we open, we said, do we want another hotel? No. Yeah. Do we need another hotel? No. Hmm. What we are missing when we travel all over the world, yeah. we are missing home. Mm. We walk into all these places, they're very impersonal. Mm. And uh, sometimes you're in Buenos Aires and you thought you were in Tokyo. Mm. You know, because uh, there's yeah. no difference. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, they're all the same. All with design, yeah. So what we decide... They decide to create a place that it completely reflect our personality, mm. who we are, and exactly as our home. Mm-hmm. So first of all, home, when you walk into our apartment, you have on the right the music room. Yes. So, and the music room is filled with uh, just vinyl. So what we did, we brought... 8,000 vinyls. Wow. Some of the classics, opera, you know, you're in Modena, you mm. know, you have opera, but also uh, my passion, jazz. Mm. Kitchen. You walk into the, the house and the kitchen is always open, refrigerator always full. You know, my friends, they were like really into music. They were calling my home Hotel California, <laughs> you know, and was like, Always open, like five yeah. brothers and sister, the rock band uh, from my older brother, you know, they, they were playing Beatles. The rock band from the second brother, they were playing Rolling Stones, you know. And then, uh, you know, growing up like that, you know, you feel that in your DNA. So we had that. Then, uh, you know, the kitchen is always open, uh, the swimming pool always there. You know, everywhere, drink and food, and always in the counter, Parmigiano, Reggiano, and Lambrusco. Because you have to understand immediately you are in Modena, the place where you are. Mm -hmm. And then uh, always a coffee machine in the room. So drink 
as many coffee as you want before talking to people. Mm. You know, <laughs> to me, it's extremely important that in the morning I need my coffee yeah. in silence, reconnect with the world. Uh-huh. And then after the coffee, I can say everything, you know. Same, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's like this. It's all uh, part of the experience sure. of being home, away from home. Mm. And every single guest say, you're right. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. We feel home. Mm. Every single person of the staff is smiling. Mm. He's happy to work here. Mm. This is another very important thing because everybody talk about sustainability, but sustainability, a human being, you know, the human uh, touch, uh, the way you treat the people, the way they react uh, mm. and reflect uh, to the, the, all the guests. My grandmother was from Bardotti. So really? she, yeah, she was up, you know, she grew up there and then emigrated when she was 19 to Wales. So she's li- she lived here all her life and then my mother was born over here. So I was brought up going back and forth to Bardi as a kid. And she would, like any nonna, she, we still got the house there. As I was leaving, because my mother was widowed early, we'd go on holiday and we'd be looked after by aunts and cousins. She'd open my bag mm. and she'd put a salami in, a bottle of olive oil, <laughs> and pezzi di parmigiana. And she'd go, questa per Viviana, questa per la mamma, questa per Renato. And I'd be like looking at my books and my stuff <laughs> yeah. and they'd be left behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't need them, you have them next summer. Yeah, yeah. And I'd be you know, thinking, <laughs> and that was it. So, yeah. but obviously there was that. That's terrible, exactly yeah, what it, how that's it is. It. But there was the terrible tragedy with Parmigiano. Yeah, that, that was that was yeah. crazy. Yeah, there was a, a very strong earthquake in uh, 2012. After the first two big sh- shakes, I received a photograph from a Parmigiano Reggiano producer, in which uh, you know there was like all these thousands of mm. thousands of wheels damage on on the floor. You know, I was like in shock. I posted immediately and saying probably we need the help, something like that. You know, One week later, the president of Consortium Parmigiano Reggiano called me and he said, Massimo, we need your help mm. because here we need ideas. We have to put together all the ideas we can because it's going to be a dramatic uh, tragedy. Yeah. So, you know, a wheel, big wheel of 40 kilos damage means if you don't do something, you it's have gone. To, you know, it's gone. Yeah. So I brought this, uh, this idea in a very poetic license, with very poetic license, <laughs> up to Modena. And I switched pasta with riso because the riso I used uh, is from uh, Finale Emilia, yeah. that is like the epicenter of the, of the earthquake. And, uh, and uh, a recipe where I had to use lots and lots of Parmigiano Reggiano, you know. And then uh, we presented uh, worldwide, uh, all connected with Slow Food, uh, with uh, Parmigiano Reggiano, with all my friends, uh, all the chefs in the world. Uh, and we were all cooking riso, cacio e pepe mm. at once. It was such a big impact in the world that Parmigiano Reggiano started receiving orders, mm. but orders like from Buenos Aires, yeah. 1,000 kilos of Parmigiano Reggiano, mm. from Munich mm. in, in Germany, 500 kilos just from one doctor yeah. who decide <laughs> to use one kilo of Parmigiano as the Christmas present for his patients. Wow. Fantastic. You know, yeah. incredible. 
in four months, they were sold out. Oh, wow. yeah. But it was an enormous quantity. No one lost a job. No one cheese company closed. So that was a miracle. Mm-hmm. Because the world, all together, and uh, Parmigiano was wow, spread in the world. Like, so that was a recipe as a social gesture. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, Come on. On. I keep eating. Yeah, man. I've always thought what you did with Refectore, and it wasn't just let's set up a soup kitchen, yeah. let's just feed people who need a meal. I always, it stuck in my mind, because especially when I cooked down the, the one we've got in London, and you said tablecloths, yeah. proper cutlery, flowers, mm. proper check, but give people respect. So this is, it's, it's in London, right? And They're it's around one, the world. Around the world. Yeah. 14 now, yeah. wow. It's a soup kitchen, yeah. uh, create, uh, thinking about beauty. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thinking about rebuild, finding food waste on one side, but yeah. also social isolation on the other side. Mm. And social isolation give the second chance in life to very fragile souls. You need beauty. Mm. You need beauty all around you. Like so, we need the help uh, of the designer, architects, artists, musician, but also the great chefs. Mm. Mm. You know, they can change and switch uh, the surplus food. Uh, into amazing meals because in the world right now we produce food for 12 billion people Mm. we are just 7 7.5 billion and eight hundred and sixty million people they don't have access to food and uh, we waste 33 percent of what we produce when uh, the uh, universal exposition was there in milan Mm. uh, my natural answer was okay Let's fight food surplus. Let's transform into amazing meals for mm. people in need. That was the beginning of everything. Then uh, all the details, like in my mind, uh, I want to rebuild Miracle in Milan under the train station mm. in Milan. Yeah. But um, Pope Francis said, no, uh, not focus on the center of the cities, but we have to focus on the periphery, right. the most neglected neighborhoods, mm-hmm. because it's there where they need light. Mm. Mm. So our project, our cultural project, means light and means bringing light into the periphery. Mm-hmm. And we went into the most neglected neighborhood in Milan, Quartiere Greco. It was just mm. crazy, crazy. We brought this project and all around, everything is blooming. Mm-hmm. All the different uh, projects to rebuild the neighborhood because uh, we brought the focus there. And each uh, refectorio has its own uh, everyday life. The people, they run the everyday life. They're real heroes of this project mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we have the idea, we help to uh, open, uh, we connect uh, chefs uh, to go there, teach to the volunteers, yeah. but also uh, is about uh, to create... Uh, the everyday life to keep uh, the sustainability for this uh, place and uh, and the, the volunteers and um, the association the onlus they take care of the everyday life are they have their own ideas mm. and we let them in london now there is a green room mm. downstairs because one of the volunteers is an osteopath you know oh right yeah, yeah. and okay. uh, you know people need some uh, some massage, massage or stuff, yeah. some, oh, wow. and he's taking care of that. That's fantastic. You know, this is the way we treat them. Mm. You know, it's and, dignity. Uh, it's incredible. It's, it's dignity. Really, yeah. Dignity. Yeah. You know, everybody has the second chance. Yeah, exactly. And can people get involved? Can people help or yeah. donate? Yes, yes. There's yeah. a long waiting yeah. list 
for like helping, mm-hmm. uh, as an example, Paris and uh, and London. But I think about uh, Milan when we open, we we organize everything as a soup kitchen, normal mm-hmm. soup kitchen. Mm-hmm. Tray here the food and as a line of service. Yeah. But it was so impersonal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I remember I opened uh, the a book and I said, who are all these people with the responsible? Christina said. These are volunteers. Volunteers. Yes. All these pages of volunteers. Let's get them. I was them. Like, okay, <laughs> let's have that. Let's get them in. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, yeah. share, you know, like you, it was, you know, we had a big meeting mm. and we decided to create uh, the experience as in our restaurants. Yeah. The power of hospitality. Yeah. Welcome. Mm. Welcome in the real way, not yeah. in a fake way. Mm. Yeah. Welcome. Come in. We take care of you. Mm. Let's talk about Massimo's restaurant because you've been. Mm. Um, when did you go, Angela? Fill us in. Probably about eight years ago uh-huh. and then about four years ago where you kindly, I think I'd been harassing someone, and then uh, Massimo <laughs> said, put her in the wine cellar. Okay. I came back and I... And How I many done- tables in there? No, it's that's the table. That's the table in that the kitchen. That was our table. Oh, you walk love. through the kitchen. I said hello to the chefs, yeah. and then you go left, <gasps> and you are in the wine cellar. Okay. And it's four. It was four of us, uh-huh. and my chef from Murano, my husband, she had a girlfriend, and we just and it, yeah, it's the best, you know. And I think you probably keep that as a little no, hidden table. It's like yeah. for us. Yeah, it's, it's the biggest them. honor. Yeah, because that table is not for sale. Yeah, everyone is asking for that mm. table. They said no. Yeah, that table is my table. Yeah. And I decide who's gonna eat them. Mm, yeah. And uh, because otherwise, uh, with all the guests, mm. all the filming, all yeah, the things, uh, we're all, all gonna do that. Yeah. There, we have that space for us. Mm. But when we have guests, we open the door, yeah. open the kitchen, and let them in. Yeah. I know, oh, no, it was fantastic. Yeah. I, can, I can actually still see it. I was here, Neil mm. was there, M was there. And you know, the sommelier comes in the wine. I remember we had the tuna do Rosino with the caviar. That, that, yeah. She's she yeah. wouldn't remember if she wasn't uh, touching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. can't remember someone's name, but she remembers exactly <laughs> what she ate. <laughs> we had the exactly. risotto. We had, yeah. yeah, honestly, and had the anellini and brotto. Oh, yeah, we had everything. Yeah, and the one with the cream called the panna. The little tortellini, Tot- yeah, tortellini. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, the, we remember. In, that's why. I mean, it's, it's like, like it's like in Casa Maria Luisa, we yeah. we serve them yeah. as surprise, surprise yeah. of the tasting menu. Mm. At the end of the meal, we are in Modena. Mm. We can uh, no, we don't have to do spaghetti yeah. at midnight. Yeah, but midnight. We can also have tortellini yeah. because tortellini are tortellini. Mm. In Modena, if you if you don't believe in God, you always believe in tortellini. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like this. You know, I would eat tortellini yeah. 360 yeah, days yeah, yeah. A, a year. Well, you I know. put that on a gravestone. I don't yeah. believe in, in God, God, but I believe in tortellini. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, how do you get a table if you're not Angela Hartner? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in the room is like. <laughs> We're ready to go. Is it like a wait list situation? There are six months uh-huh. waiting list. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh, That's we... not horrendous. No. Let's talk about Christmas because it's just around the corner. Mm. Uh, talk me through Christmas in Italy and, and what kind of foods we we would be having because what's the thing that you make with all your We family? always have the anolini in Brodo. And is that, is, that, yeah. is that a Christmas well, it, specific? It's Christmas specific. We always have it on Christmas. Anolini. Anolini. So it's, similar. it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different but similar to tortellini. Uh-huh. It's in the broth. And because all the, obviously all the Italians are over here now, we make it in a very traditional way. It was my grandmother would always make yeah. it and I'd always help her and then my aunt and my mother 
older and now because they're much older, I've taken it on board. So every Christmas we meet about two weeks before, all the cousins come and we all yes. make it together. Mm-hmm. And now we're waiting this year. My brother's been on the phone because he lives in New York. He goes, can you just wait and make it so when Finn and Will come over, they can understand it. Mm. So I'm like, but hold on, this is like three days before Christmas. We have to make about a thousand yes, of yes, these, yes. so make sure they're ready. Oh no, it's the one thing all the family wants. All the family. They don't want anything All else. the family. Yeah. But you know, we have uh, Tortellante now in uh, Modena. Yeah. The new project that we create, new, yeah. is uh, five years old. Mm-hmm. But uh, now it's uh, double because uh, we have a new social project yeah. called Tortellante, mm-hmm. where the two most marginalized part of the society, mm. the young adults with genetic syndrome yeah. and grandmothers, they're like, become the center of the society Mm. in this amazing place. Mm. And the grandmothers are rolling pasta like this, Mm -hmm. so thin, perfectly rolled. With a rolling pin. The Osteria Francescana and uh, our team uh, are making the filling for the tortellini with the best ingredients. And the kids, uh, they are very good on repetitive things. Mm-hmm. Mm. They make the tortellini. Mm. Oh, wow. And so now we don't have to make it anymore yeah. because <laughs> they are yeah, the one fantastic. who keep the tradition alive. Yeah, you know, and uh, they are always sold and out. And you're, sell- yeah, you're selling Because them, yeah. we are selling to mm. all everywhere. our, yeah. everywhere. Even the companies like uh, Maserati, for example, they buy tortellini for one day, uh, staff meal, uh, mm. you know, in Maserati or, and this is like the way we keep uh, working uh, to evolve the society, to get better, to keep everyone, to stay on the Mm -hmm. side of the most fragile Mm. and the, you know. But that's it, because you don't want those traditions that are so ingrained in Italian culture to go. And Um, that's it, you're teaching people. I love that. What about on Christmas day? Do you two have to, do you cook? Do you want to cook on Christmas day? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ange? I don't mind it, because partly I don't want to talk to loads of people. Because <laughs> you've been working so hard you up like to Christmas. Uh, you want a day, and if I'm in the kitchen, I can put the music on, glass of wine, and I can just cook her on at my own speed, because mm-hmm. it's not like you're cooking for the guests in a restaurant, and then a couple of friends will come in, and everyone will go, boy, on a man. No, no, no. So I do like cooking on Christmas. I no, no, mind. it's yeah. good. It's but, the, but the night before, yes. Yeah. I cook for the whole family. Mm. But uh, in all fish. Yeah. Just fish. fish yeah. But uh, this next Christmas, yeah. the 19th of uh, December, I have to cook Christmas lunch in Venice, in the Venice Theatre, because uh, it's going to be a big Elton John concert. Oh, fantastic. Wow. You know, is is really, his dream was like cooking, uh, playing Alla Fenice, di yeah. Venezia, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah, you know, after the restoration. So there's a, it's going to be a big party and, uh, you know, they're like, uh, ask me to cook like oh, wow. a Christmas, uh, <gasps> like with tortellini. Oh. Zampone, lenticchie, everything. Oh, wow. So it's going to be... Do you need some help? We can come over. On stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll be there. Yeah, Troy needs to concentrate on his towers. We'll be ready to help, yeah. Lots of people wanted to get in touch when you were on the podcast. And Emma would like to know, as she says, Hi, Massimo. Does Massimo love Stanley Tucci? As much as Stanley Tucci loves Massimo. <laughs> I like this question. 
I think so. Ah, oh, yeah. Yes. I, I, you know, there's a very, very good vibe every time you uh-huh. meet, and uh, because it's a sense of respect, mm-hmm. you know, it's so into food and so into. Now it's it's a very very beautiful human being. Yes, mm. we had an incredible time together, and uh, I respect him a lot. Okay, one more. And so, obviously, your love of Emilio Romagna. If you had to pick one ingredient, the best ingredient, what would you say? You can't. No, I can. I can. <laughs> to me, personally, balsamic vinegar, wow. but traditional. Yeah. In the past two year, two year and a half. We dedicate so much time to clean the old vineyard yeah. of Maria Luisa, to rebuild, put together Villa Manodori and Acetaia Fabi together. Now we have uh, 1,400 barrels of balsamic vinegar oh, from uh, 1908, 1910, 1920, wow. 30, 40, 60, 80. Mm. So the that's mm. something magic. Yeah. That'd be a nice Christmas present for yeah. me, Ange. I've got, I yeah, have, have actually. I've sent it. I've yeah. it to you. Yeah. I've still yeah. got leave my bottle. Make sure oh you leave me the yeah. I'm going to yeah. send it a bottle. Oh my God, please. Yeah. A barrel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still have my bottle of vinegar when yeah. I visited the restaurant. Yeah, you get given, given a little yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about vinegar, Lara. She's like, fat Santa Claus. No, Lara. Parmigiano di vacca Because I can taste it. Oh my God. I can taste it. Oh my God. Vera Rasdora. Yeah. Lara, thank you for so yeah. bringing this in. No, no, no. Come on. Guys, yeah. thank you. Wow. Yeah. We're not going to have it now, but you know what? Before no. Christmas, uh-huh. we'll have a moment together. That's, that's, yeah, that's, so that's what it was. A nice what bottle of Lambrusco. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll have a yeah. Maybe when we do our final show before the end of the year, yes. we'll do it. We'll do you a know what I would do? I would uh, suggest Fiden to put together a little box with a slow food fast car, yeah. one uh, vinegar, and uh, try yeah. to do that. Yeah. That could Look be a very yes. good That's Christmas it. present. That is the perfect Christmas yeah. present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look yeah. at that. That is the dream present. Um, Slow food, fast cars. The book is available right now, as is the Parmesan. (laughs) Go get it. Um, Money time. That was amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. A round of applause. Massimo Batura. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was amazing. Thank you. That was amazing. Next week, we are celebrating Christmas round mine, as we do every year, with Florence Pugh. It's a delicious cocktail. I'm having Granny Pat's yeah. potion. So did Granny Pat make this, or you made this for no, her? I you made, made this for, for her. her. And actually, in the last few years of my granddad's life, my granddad, whenever I'd come back from working abroad, he'd come back and he would sit me down and very sincerely and slightly worryingly would be like, you've made your grandmother a lush. <laughs> <laughs> Details of all the delicious meals I've cooked on Dish can be found at waitrose.com slash dish recipes. All the links are in our show notes. Like what you hear, then please share the love. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening today. Dish is an SE Creative Studio production. Waitrose. Food to feel good about.